0: Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We made it. Welcome to episode one of The Lax Lounge. I'm Jason Fridge.
1: I'm Nick Mormanda.
0: And we are so excited to get this going. Nick, try to put this in words for me.
1: Uh, all I can say is that we are here. We are doing this. It is happening. This was an idea that we had, like... Less than a month ago.
0: Honestly, probably two weeks, maybe three. And it happened where you had an assignment where you had to do a podcast. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I had an assignment for class. I had to do a, a podcast for a signature assignment of mine. Uh, ended up doing it with my coach. And I thought it was going to be – I thought I was going to be bad. And ended up doing really well. So, you know, just an idea that popped up and we ran with it. Yeah, you came back and – You were telling me about it and it was like, oh my God, like this was amazing. Yeah. Just, just looking at each other. It was like, all right, there's light bulbs, light bulbs. We both saw it too. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely a good thing that we both saw it, but I'm really excited to see where it goes now that we're actually doing it. Yeah. And so our idea here,
0: we want this to be like our own kind of talk show. So the first one is just
1: two of us right now. Yeah, just, just me and Jason. So we're just chilling. But in the future, we're going to have on guests. We're going to do interviews. We're going to just tell the story about what it's like. We're both D3
0: lacrosse players. We're at Cabrini University. And, you know, we live, live the lax life. And it's definitely – it's interesting. It's different. And going through, whether it's classes, practices, just life in general, we get some really interesting stories and, like, some of the conversations – That we just have in our
1: living room on a weekly basis. That's why we said we need to record these. Yeah. Yeah, we do have some interesting conversations. And I think that people should hear them, you know. I think that other people would relate to them and, you know, get some laughs out of it. Yeah, because, like, this is going to be gold. Like, literally, our
0: not saying, like, oh, our lives are really interesting. But, like, this is going to be gold. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like, one day we will have video.
1: Kind of yeah, we're gonna add in
0: a, a video aspect, start to get multimedia content going. That's right. like our five year plan. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, this is just gonna get be some merch, you know. Merchandise. It's gonna be available down below in the link in the description once we get that there. But yeah, yeah. yeah by the end of the day. Um nah, but let's uh let's get into kinda just long term thinking. What do we want, let's say in a year from now? What do we want to do? We're going to record these on Sundays. It's currently
1: Sunday right now. It's a Sunday.
0: And we're going to try to have on, like we said, new person every week. We'll have our recurring guests. But like looking into the future, like where? what do we want to look back on these and like what do we want to see in five years? It was funny when we obviously came up with this idea. I did something similar with some of my buddies over quarantine where we sat down and tried to start a podcast it didn't really work out uh we called it COVID crew chats because we were just like oh it's COVID we're just we're the COVID crew we're gonna sit around a microphone and chop it up our first episode was like us breaking down what happened the day that school shut down and I just re-listened to it like I want to say last week, kind of thing of, oh, I wonder wonder what it was like back then. I wonder what our conversation flow was. And it was just such a nice time capsule of like that moment. And just thinking back to all the stuff that was going on in that context, it was August of 2021, I want to say. No, August 2020, right as our senior year started, all online, we're still dealing with like the entire mess that was the COVID pandemic. It was just crazy to go back and kind of relive where we were mentally, physically, everything, and see where we are right now, where it's like, oh, well, I didn't even know I was going to Cabrini at that point. I didn't know Cabrini was going to be recruiting me at that point. And it's just crazy to see how it came all full circle. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> crazy. You're going to have to send me that. Yeah, it's up on Spotify. Y'all can find it if you want, Kevin crew chats. The other one we did was like a conversation about pet peeves. That's and cool. there was some iconic moments. Um, Henry, who it was Henry and... Uh, Henry Bruning to Aiden Rubio. We're like two of our tightest friends from back home. And we were like sitting in for the second episode, it was at Henry's house. We we're just in his room and we we're talking about something. And he was like, Yeah, one of my biggest pet peeves is when my dad, like, I'm doing something and he starts to make starts to make a smoothie and the blender just starts going off. And then he proceeds to, like, reenact what the blender would sound like. <laughs> and I had to add in, like, uh, an audio warning where it's, like, for all our headphones users, like, please watch out as Henry does an extremely accurate representation of what a blender sounds like. <laughs> him. We're, he, we're standing, like, probably a good foot or two away from the mic, and he just says it at the top of his lungs, as it blasts through our audio software. It was unbelievable. <laughs> we, we started crying laughing. That was funny. But... Yeah, so I think let's get into just kind of like a week interview, like what we've had going on. That's kind of what our style will probably try to be. Like any other fun stuff, yeah. Or, you know, doing
1: it on Sundays, yeah. You know,
0: interesting know. stories from the week, whether it's like games, practices, classes. I mean, going to a small school, you get some really interesting things that just
1: happen on the daily. Yeah, but I mean, both of us also coach cross. You do a lot of stuff on campus. So. Yeah. We, we lived some pretty active lives, um, and honestly, even just today was a
0: movie for us. We'll probably touch on that later, but I think let's just go straight to Monday, and the only thing that I have to say is we were coming off of, we're recording this the week after Easter. We go to a Catholic school, so we get Easter break, which is, what, four days off class, and then the weekend and the Monday, we had off classes. Yeah. So we also got off lacrosse practice. We had a game the Wednesday previous and then Thursday, Friday, no practice, no game Saturday. Monday was the first practice back. So four days off, everyone's feeling pretty fresh. We get there, it's a nice day. It's like mid-70s in mid-April, which is kind of rare. Um, and we get out on the field. You know, vibes are getting pretty good. Hey, everyone's back, we're, we're feeling good. Guys who are injured, starting to feel better. And then we find out that we're doing what's called the quarter drill, which is a scrimmage. Very fun. And it, it was. It was four 15-minute quarters, and in between each one was a competitive drill that you could earn a goal for in the scrimmage. So it was white against blue, split up the teams, and it, we started out with one of our competition drills, you know, keeping score, whoever had the most got a one-point advantage in the first quarter. Played throughout the first quarter, which is going pound in the pavement, and literally it was like, it was definitely a it was like a three hour practice. Oh, easily. And at the end, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm I've not been that tired. Yeah, I was exhausted in a while, and like with the heat, the the funniest thing that happened, I think it was in like the third quarter, I want to say, one of our guys started puking on the sideline. Because like I just look, I'm on the field and I look over and I see someone running over with a trash can. And one of our guys throws up into it. I'm not really good with throw up. So I see that out the corner of my eye and my body is like, oh, dude, you're about to yak. So I'm standing at the mid- midline. My defender, Jake Kavanaugh, is like talking with me something. I'm like, mm, mm. as I'm trying not to vomit, like I'm swallowing my puke. And then we go back on defense and I'm like, if I take two more steps, I think I'm going to like walk over and puke all over the field. And luckily it didn't happen, but... It's always good. Oh, my gosh. That was unbelievable. I have not been that down bad in a while on a lacrosse field.
1: Yeah, I threw up earlier in the season. Not proud of it.
0: Yeah, during the uh, during the three-quarter mile test. Yeah, that was rough. Oh, You got to tell them about that.
1: Uh, just an average day. Got out there. No warm-up. I had to run three-quarter mile in four minutes and 30 seconds. I, I didn't do that. Uh, rough first lap even rougher second lap third lap pretty rough uh ended up finishing about five something but yeah i didn't get the designated time and i i threw up so n- n- not the best
0: and i think my favorite one so we all had to get under a four thirty coming into the fall for our three quarter mile time and if you didn't do it the first time they let you do a retest where you just had to come out like middle of the afternoon something like that i think they asked me it was like the day before a lift test and I just got out from – I work with admissions at Cabrini. I just gotten done there. I was in the locker. And they're like, yo, can you, like, come out and pace us? Because I'm a pretty decent runner distance-wise. And I did really well on my three-quarter mile run. Uh, so they're like, yeah, just, like, pace us for the first lap so we don't go too hard. Because I think that's what you did on the first one. You went way yeah, too yeah.
1: hard from yeah. the start. Also didn't have, like, a pre-run to where it like, got done the first lap. And my legs, I could barely lift them up. It was rough. But, you know, got back the second time, did everything right. And on the second time, I was – so I was watching the guys as they did it. Like I went the first
0: lap with them and it was just like, oh, you know, cheering them on, being a good teammate. Next coming around, they have the time on the board where it's like counting down from 4.30. So you know like, okay, I got to turn on the burners. I I, I got to get it. And you were going to make it. You were going to be clean. But when you turn around the final corner, you're coming down straight. And it was like you're dialed in. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. Like you're going to cross. And then all of a sudden I see it in your face, like something just, just turns. You're like five steps away from crossing the line.
1: <laughs> I didn't throw up until I crossed the line. I crossed the line and then threw up I like to make that point then. It was, well, it was as you were finishing simultaneously two,
0: and it was so hard because everyone was just like, wow, you really left it all on the field and yeah, i was just like let's go get that man, get that in a trash can, get him a water, something, whatever. He he earned that shit. So
1: got um, some tangerine mio in my water after that. So yeah, it was, it was pretty nice. Oh my gosh, the fall ball was wild. Fall ball was nice. I but,
0: enjoyed it. Yeah, fall ball's a grind, but it's definitely one of the best parts of the season because it's not every day. So, you kind of get to have get your rest days. You have your rest days, and you get to have more leeway in the way where it's like, okay, we can have some pretty high intensity days and not have to worry about, okay, today's more like stick work focus, today's less contact. So, after some technical difficulties, which was somehow the batteries that I just put into our recording device happened to die. So, after a very clutch play from Nicholas. We have brand new batteries in the Zoom recorder, and we're good to pick up right where we left off. We're back. We are so back. Like, we never left. I actually was really terrified when that cut out. I was like, did we just spend, like, all the money on this equipment for it to, like, crap out on us? Yeah, that, that would have been bad. That would not have been fun. Refund. though. though. Could have got a refund. Could have, probably. I mean, it was Amazon, so could just send it back. But we don't have to worry about that. Uh, we yeah, were kind of talking... We were kind of talking about fall ball, uh, but it was more going back to practice for us on Monday and just Monday as a whole because it was a weird day. I also did the a takeover of the Atlantic East Conference, which is the conference that we play in, and I did an IG takeover because it was D3 week. On Monday, we literally had nothing going on, and the reason that we got it was because Cabrini is the first one in our conference alphabetically. So it was me and Jess Ruck, who's on our women's lacrosse team, that took over the Instagram account and, like, did a day in our life. And I was kind of like, well, this sucks because I'm doing nothing but going to practice and, like, I don't know, doing some homework in my room. So I literally woke up and I'm like, what can I do that would make my life entertaining? I have a free coffee gift card. I'm going to walk to Wawa. I'm going to get a glory shot because it's beautiful outside. So I'm going to be like, yo, I'm looking so like productive. Oh, I'm going on a walk. I'm outside. I'm doing something all for show. And let's be honest. I probably would have done it anyways. Probably. But uh, it just happened to work out where I was like, I'm just going to walk down this random neighborhood, holding my coffee, dialing in, having a great morning, and see where it kind of takes me. Um yeah that that takeover thing is also funny because the next couple days a lot of people were giving me feedback on the other people that were taking over and they're like oh my gosh it fell off immediately from when it was you and jess to everybody else and i found it hilarious um But we we had nothing to talk about all day. I even, like, posted a – ask me a question about, like, what it's like to be a D3. Nobody slowed up. (laughs) There was was not a single one. Like, I've done takeovers in the past, and you get the stock random ones where, like, even if it's your friend asking you, like, a super sexualized question, and I'm like, oh, okay, I can't answer that on this account. You're still getting a question. There was nothing, nothing from anybody. I was like, you really just don't want to know about my life? The – Jason Fridge I like to think I have a pretty Interesting life uh, I would agree And that's why Like we're gonna Talk about it a lot So why We have a podcast Literally Um, But Monday was just A hard work day And dude My feet Were destroyed I think I looked At my watch After practice Cause I'm a psychopath I wear my Apple watch During practice Flip it upside down It's actually pretty sick um, But at the end of practice I had like 12 or 13 miles logged And it was like I'm an attackman, So I can only imagine What some of our midis Were doing what other people were just stretching up and down the field the entire time. Like, I had over 20,000 steps
1: and 10, 12 miles logged. Yeah, it's crazy. I always wish I had, like, an Apple Watch where I could track my stuff because I know I take a lot of steps that aren't with my phone. It
0: is really interesting. So, I mean, we mentioned I'm an avid walker. Uh, Today I said I'm a walking enthusiast, which I would put that on my resume. Um, But I love just, like, Randomly checking in I'd be like, I wonder how many steps I have right now. Like, I haven't really done much and see like one or two thousand. And then by the end of the day, like after practice, I'm like, oh, okay, 17,000 steps. Like, that's pretty decent. Or if I've had a really long day, like one time I had a tour, it was Wednesday, I had a tour in the morning for admissions, which is like probably a mile total walking. You know, you get some decent steps, go up a bunch of stairs, practice, practice, which up and down we were flying around. Um, and then I refed intramural basketball that night. And that was another one where I think I logged like 15 or 16 miles, I had almost 30,000 steps. And the second I got back to our apartment, I was like, I actually don't think I can stand. Like, I'm going to do lay down and not get up until the morning. That is precisely what I did. There you go. But I think moving on, we had a pretty intense first two days of practice for the week, coming off of the break, and kind of just preparing us for what we have coming up near the end of the season, just making sure that we didn't like lose a step. Yeah. And I actually really like what our coach said after practice on Monday. He made the point of the reason that we did that, the reason that we got up and down and
1: basically had a full scrimmage. We're the best offensive defense we're going to see until this Friday.
0: And then also, he was saying that other teams got a chance to compete on Saturday. We didn't. So now we competed on Monday. We we have those miles logged. We have that contact taken in. We didn't lose a step. So I didn't even think about that until we brought it up where it's like, Brilliant. okay, this is actually genius. Like given that op- opportunity to compete, getting us a full game experience. So props to Coach Colfer on that one. Yeah, props. He, he, yeah, our coaching staff is like, they're smart sometimes. They are smart. It's weird. It's like they know what they're doing. I, yeah. I love telling that
1: to DeLuca. It's been in the business for, you know, what's that, quarter century? Probably something like that.
0: But I love, uh, like, Coach DeLuca, our graduate assistant, who's on the defensive side of the ball. I love when he says something, we do it and it works. And it's like, wow, I mean, it's like you know what you're talking yeah. about or something.
1: It's like, wow, you've. You've played this sport before.
0: Yeah, wait, did you – were you like a national defensive player of the year? Wait, yeah, really? York, Twice? Yeah. Oh. Okay,
1: um, I get it. I get it.
0: Yeah. Um, so that all led up into Wednesday. We had our game. and it's a rough drive down to Hackettstown. Yeah. It was up in, what, Northwestern, New Jersey, like a two-hour drive for us. And this is in our conference. And this is the bottom team in our conference. Yeah. And we kind of knew coming in, it was going to be a rough game. Yeah. Yeah. We we knew the result.
1: We just, you know, it's not the best when you have to go execute it.
0: Yeah. Like there was a, a massive talent
1: gap. And also like a numbers thing. Like we have big fi-
0: numbers though. We have 56 guys on our roster. Yeah. I think they had 17. Yeah. You get just, just a lot
1: of runs that they're doing compared to us
0: you could tell from the vibes like they
1: didn't really want to be there.
0: Yeah. We didn't really want to be there. Like that's
1: one of that was one of the worst warm-ups we've ever had. Yeah. It's hard to it's it's hard to have energy. You score a goal, it's like all right, cool. Yeah, the final score of that game for reference 29-1. to 1.
0: We're not allowed to score more than 29 goals. And it was one of those where we, like the second quarter I'd say. We started moving the ball around for 60 seconds of possession before we would dodge and, like, try to attack the goal. And even at that, it's like, if you really wanted to make a decent move, you
1: just fire away if it was on goal. had a really high opportunity of scoring. Yeah. But that was – I mean, hey, there was a couple plus sides, though. We had, what, 29 goals, but 25 of them were assisted.
0: So that was where – 20 different goal scorers. Yeah, in our, like, kind of pregame talk, it was, okay, we know what's going on. Like, we're both sophomores. So we experienced this game last year. Yeah. Same thing on the road. This was actually our intro to conference play. Where we were awesome. like, this is what it's like. Coming off of playing nationally ranked teams, like having down to the wire, really close games, close wins, seeing like high-level D3 lacrosse, and then we saw that. And I know I, the, first, the second I stepped onto the field, I was like, this is not college lacrosse. I am back playing JV right
1: now. And JV, like, I would argue JV was... A lot more competitive than that. Yeah, there's there's definitely some teams um, in the high school level that would put up the same score. Especially in the PA area, like yeah,
0: where where we yeah. are. There's some it's a hotbed for lacrosse. It's awesome to kind of experience as an outsider. I'm not from the area, so being able to see all of this talent. And how it starts at a young age, like we mentioned that we coach, and some of the kids that we're able to work with in the middle school, high school, I mean, even some of the youth kids Developmentals, that we, had, yeah, yeah, even some of the developmental kids. It's like you're in second grade, you're already a step above like most everybody else in the yeah, sport.
1: whenever I see a younger guy and they tell me they're in second grade, I tell them you're ahead of where I was. You know, I started in third grade, so yeah, I'm, I would, I'm playing D three lacks literally. They started a year before me. They could be anywhere.
0: And I was actually having a conversation with, I think, Goss the other day about how he started super late. He was, like, middle school, maybe late elementary school when he started playing. I mean, I started in second grade, you in third. But that's becoming more common for guys being able to start late and find success. It is. And really push it and go to a high level if you kind of just commit to the process. And, like, a lot of people are doing it as a second sport, if you're out of season certain for football or like basketball soccer you want to just pick up something else like you know somebody on the lacrosse team they give you a stick and now all of a sudden you are just like a demon and you're going out and playing club ball getting recruited by schools now you're playing in college some people even like a two-sport athlete so it's kind of crazy how that's developed especially since by the time that we started, it was still a pretty young sport,
1: at least for me. Definitely a young sport, yeah. And it's still growing around the country. Yeah, it's grown at an extremely rapid pace from when we started.
0: And it's fascinating to kind of have that perspective of, like right now, how I see it with the club circuit. So we both coach in the summer. And, I mean, we played our summer ball, but I remember – like, middle school, it wasn't really about traveling to big tournaments. It wasn't about being on a national team. It was like, yo, I'm going to go out and play club lacrosse with a bunch of my like buddies from yeah. my local
1: area. Now, also, like, I don't know the perspective of it. Like, if I was in high school, is that what it is? Am I playing for those tournaments when I'm, you know? During the year I was in third grade, like is that what those kids are doing? Because that's yeah. what they were. Like right now, what you have I the Matt see, Rambo's, you have you have those guys that are what ten years older than us, yeah. maybe. But I mean, yeah, they played that high level across in the club ball. And so. even with what they did,
0: it was less about oh, I need to be on this like big name team. It was more, I'm just going to go to this tournament and I'm going to ball out. And show why I'm the best. Yeah. And now w- what I see a lot with, I coach this team in Seattle, Cityside. What I see is everyone's so locked in on like, oh, I need to be on Mad Dog National. You go to West Coast Stars. I need to be on LB3 National. You get all these big names and you're playing a ton of lacrosse. And it's great. Like it's high level lacrosse. is really cool. Great coaching. But I'm starting to see it happen at like the 2030 level. Yeah. It's like a fourth grade national team. Yeah. I, I just can't fathom that Like in fourth grade I, I just want to have fun I wasn't playing select lacrosse Like trying to Yeah I wanted to get better But like It's a lot of the parents Are 100%. looking For these teams Because they think that Getting that early experience Is going to get them A college scholarship
1: Yeah But I also feel like It's, it's more, more or less A lot of parents That were in our position When they were our age Parents that played College sports And they're like Alright I want my kid To play college sports I want my kid to be an athlete. Let me put him through these things as, as a child. And, you know, hopefully one day it pays off. Yeah. And I feel like I feel
0: bad for some of these kids because it's turning into a money game.
1: 100%. Well,
0: like if you're not playing, especially for kids on the West Coast, if you're not playing on this big game team and going to the massive tournaments, like recognition is very hard. Yeah. Coaches aren't going to come to a random high school game for you. Yeah. Like where I went, I wasn't going to have John Tillman come pay a visit. And watch my teammates and I play Seattle Prep, which was which is a great game, but nobody's gonna make that trip out there. Whereas, like out here, like you have the big name coaches going to Malvern Malvern Prep games or Radnor games, uh, all these massive schools that have, are
1: just hotbeds for D one kids in the Philly area. Yeah, and that's a two three hour drive for them, not a five six hour flight. Yeah, and so big like difference. so seeing that
0: a lot of people are making a ton of money off of this. In starting up these club teams and like not even club teams just national teams where for one weekend I'm gonna go out. I don't know 90% of the kids on this team, but we're gonna have the same jersey We're gonna try to play and you're playing me ball because it's like it's summer ball. You're trying to get recruited So I mean, I don't know how it is for the younger kids But like you go out there older
1: age. It's give me the ball.
0: I want to score. I want to impress people literally are like defenders I want to make the best takeout check. I want to you know, get a highlight reel
1: worthy play and I feel that's why you see you see more penalties in the summer, you know. Yeah, see, you see the defenders trying to go that that little extra mile to get the ball loose to you know, just you know make a play. I never even thought
0: about that, and that's one of the things that I think I hear every single college coach say, is like I don't care if you hit the gnarliest like high check or an over the head check. What I care about is if you like if your foot works good, like if you're on a guy's hands, if you're playing one of the better kids at the tournament and you're holding him to what if he gets one goal? But if you are like battling with him the entire time doing the little things right, like that's what they look for.
2: Yeah.
0: And that like ties into like these national teams. Like nobody cares about these teams that you play on. It's all about honestly for me, I was like I want to play with my friends and like, yeah, at a high level, but make sure that the guys I'm with, I know, and I have chemistry. Like I played on one team for a tournament after I committed. It was a, uh, this classics lacrosse started by a guy named Grace Sunderland. He was at Babs in college, face off guy, a lot of respect for the guy. Big, uh, he's a young entrepreneur. He's a year above me. So he's a junior right now in college and he started this classics team, uh, I want to say like four years ago, like his senior year, junior year, took him down to one tournament in Bend, Oregon. And it was just like kind of an all star team where he bought some of the best players from Washington State, Oregon, California, like brought him up and, and they all just played and like mollywop these teams. It was awesome. And everyone was like, yo, like I'd love to play on that team. The next year got a little bit bigger. Year after that, they uh, decided, yeah, we're going to do classics committed teams where we have a bunch of D3, D2, D1 guys coming from around the country. Like on the D1 team was a Malvern Prep kid who was going to Dartmouth. And like they traveled all the way out to Salt Lake City. Um, a, a bunch of my buddies who were committed from O'Day – on the d3 team we went down there there was like a 2022 national team 2023 national team it's like it's kept growing and growing from there but what i say by that is like you see these big names you sign up for it and you go down and it's like you're playing three games but for most of these guys You've never played with them before Yeah, you don't know their tendencies they don't know your tendencies like you're kind of figuring that out on the fly and it's it is a lot of fun yeah. like you can you make some sick plays or especially in a tournament like that where we're all already committed
2: yeah
1: you know the players are good you know they're capable of doing and it's like things.
0: our goal there was we were playing the d1 d2 teams so like, when we we're playing the d1 team it was like well shit guys like these guys are all going d1 for a reason yeah we're going d3 so let's try to let's put up a fight but let's just have fun along the way like let's let's make a play or two let's play for each other uh and and it was a blast we actually gave them a pretty good game the second time we played them which was the semi-final of the tournament the d1 team ended up winning big shock but in the first half i want to say it was like one goal game or something. Wow. And it was just us, like, flying around, kind of just like, why not us? Like, why not D3? Like, we we were the dogs. And then we played the D2 team. First time we played them, we lost by one. And then we played them in the consolation game. And we're like, this team's not that good. Like, we need to take them down. And we went out there 99% sure we won by, like, four or five. And We just had a blast. and It was a sick weekend in general, like, just going down, traveling to Salt Lake City, Hanging out with a bunch of new guys. It was me, Henry, and Rubio again. Um, and we're just, like, hanging out in the hotel, doing all the little things. It was, like, just a random weekend trip Or we said, screw it. Why not? And that kind of stuff, what Gray's been doing, it's fun. But I could only imagine doing that late in my career like that. Like, I don't think I'd want to go and play on a team for, like, a competitive tournament in like 6th, 7th grade. And that's what I'm seeing a lot oh, now. No. Yeah, no. So it's interesting. And I think it's going to be cool to see where this goes. And I think one trend that we're going to get a lot is burnout. Because that's what I saw from a lot of like my friends that would do the big week-long trips uh, out east. Or even like I've known people that have spent months They live on the west coast and they spend months on the east coast like in hotels traveling from tournament to tournament to tournament Practicing playing visiting schools just being in being away from their home for most of the summer Just playing lacrosse and I'm like I I love this sport But wow, yeah, I don't understand how you don't burn out and some people do like they play so much at a competitive level that they just they kind of lose that fun and it more turns into a job
1: yeah, that's something I was always fortunate with myself. I think the most tournaments I played in the summer was maybe four, but it's only four. Like some people do eight.
0: Yeah, I mean I think three is the most that I've done in a summer. Maybe four, like you said.
1: Yeah. But And even then it's what you're playing. Maybe sixteen games.
0: Yeah, and you the nice like, pace. You get the practices, so it's like okay, every every what twice a week? So you meet up, you know, two hours. Go work through. Club practices are so much fun too. So fun. Because it's like you're all there. You're all pretty good, and
1: it's summer ball. Yeah, People it's are nice serious, out. But they're not too serious. The coach isn't going to yell at you.
0: Literally, like you, you can just have fun. In our travel trips, so the advantage of being on the West Coast and traveling out east, we'd have to fly to all of our tournaments. So like my sophomore summer, the only one that we actually really got to travel for because COVID screwed everything up my junior year, we started out coming to – we went to Goucher College in Maryland and did a week-long stay out there for our training camp and then we had a tournament. So like four days of us like hanging out in the dorms, two practices a day, doing like team bonding activities, little stuff like that. And then we had a tournament that weekend. So we were out there the entire week, uh, like, staying in the dorms, doing, like, basically being college kids, but, like, we're juniors and sophomores in high school. All the other teams were staying in the dorms with us, which I thought was hilarious because, like, we were on the top floor, and on the second was this other team that we were, I think, ironically playing, uh, like, first on the schedule, and they were kind of being, like, super obnoxious. And then we started to be, like, even, even worse. Like, our 2020 team, I want to say, like, started going down and just, like, making a ton of noise. And, like, one of them went and, like, knocked on all their doors or something. But um, all that to say, like, it was just a great week. It was fun. But at the end of that, I was like, okay, I need a few days off. Yeah. I have played a lot of lacrosse. You know, I love these guys. It was great experience. But, wow, I want to go, like, hang out at the lake with some of my friends I want to sit back and like relax for a few days. Yeah. So I can't imagine doing like these month-long stands or coming out and just your summer is devoted to I'm playing lacrosse and I need to get recruited. It was always like, I guess my junior and so- senior year, a little bit in my sophomore year, you were kind of worried about getting recruited. But for a majority of that time, it was like, I want to go out, I want to have fun, I want to get better and just like spend some good time with, my teammates. Yeah, I think that's exactly how I felt about it. I don't think I ever
1: walked on the field during club ball and was like, time to get recruited. It was more so like, all right, get to play lacrosse today. It's a good day. Let's play some lacrosse. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously recruitment comes with it, but it was never something in my head like, I have to play hard for the coaches. Like, I'm going to play hard regardless.
0: The only time I had that was definitely my junior year when I went to this showcase in Indiana. So this is peak COVID. This is like, How I ended up at Cabrini, but COVID obviously shut down, like, everything. Tournaments were getting canceled. City side, the team I was supposed to play on, was planning on going to, like, Denver and I think one other tournament in California for that summer, where like we were we we're practicing, we we're getting the guys together, we we're doing online stuff, we did like virtual workshops, wall ball challenges. Like Everyone's like, okay, we're we're going to do this. We're going to make the plans, get down there. We're going to compete. Lacrosse will be back. For it, yeah. And I had like well, one of the tournaments in Denver. I had planned everything had been getting canceled, and this one was the only one that was standing. It was looking really good. We were, like, a week or so out, and I was supposed to go with Henry and his family. We were supposed to fly down together, stay down there, and then we would meet up with, like, all of our other teammates at this hotel um, and, you know, just, like, have a great week. And I was really looking forward to that because, like, you know, we are online school. We'd been seeing each other pretty much every day because it was, like, one of those where we'd always go lift at Rubio's house or, like, we'd just hang out there. And we're like, yo, this would be, be sick. Like, go to Denver, spend some, like, get, get out of Seattle for a little bit. The tournament gets canceled, like, a week before. And I remember, like, I was so, that was the last one that was, like, hanging on by a thread where it's like, yo, we're going to be able to play lacrosse. We're going to get out there. Like, I'm going to be able to to have some fun, like, get some film of me. And it got snubbed at the last second. And I remember going outside, and I was just kind of, like, sitting there, and I was like, I was like, I wanted to cry, but I couldn't, I didn't know. Like I was so torn emotionally. I was like, I don't know what is going on, but like just sucks. It sucks so bad. So all of that is to say no tournaments were going on. So that, because of that, I was starting to email like a lot of the coaches I was talking to saying, Hey, so like told you I was going to be at this showcase or this tournament in Colorado. Well, that's not happening anymore. I honestly don't know what to tell you. Like, I have no opportunities to play in the next two months, it looks like. So, um, like, just keep me. I'll keep you posted if something happens. If I go shoot, I'll send you some videos. And one of the coaches got back to me, and he was like, yo, so we're hosting the showcase at this field complex where the Indianapolis Colts practice. Giant complex. Uh, there's a ton of turf fields. And the Indiana at the time was, like, not a strict COVID state. So they were letting things fly with like big group gatherings, events. He's like, it's going to happen. It's not next weekend, but the weekend after that. I can get you a spot on the list if you want to come out. Like, we can get, we can come out and like you can meet some people. Um, There's going to be a bunch of coaches there. So I immediately sprinted into the living room, went up to my parents, and I was like, guys, we need to do this like right now. So we sat down on the computer. Uh, my mom and I looked up flights. My dad was kind of like frazzled because my parents were big sticklers about COVID. They still to this day, I would say, they say COVID way more. So they actually came out to visit recently and I forget how it got brought up, but somehow the word COVID came up and I literally thought I was like, I have not said that word in a solid four months. I've not thought about COVID-19 in a solid four or five months. Um, But all that to say, like they were pretty big, uh, pretty worried about it and and nervous, especially my dad. Like, flying was kind of taboo at the time, Like it was really interesting. Nobody knew how it worked, we we're flying Southwest Airlines because I need the cheapest flight possible. So, uh, we, we booked that. It was like a direct flight into Indianapolis, and on the way home, we'd have to transfer from Chicago. I want to say, well, no, because Chicago's further, we had to transfer some somewhere else. Um, but so we 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 get the trip booked everything like that and then go out there for the showcase um I do really well have a great weekend or it was just one day make the all-star game have a lot of like really cool plays um got got some film from that got a lot of attention from the coaches that were there and that was that was such like a, a rewarding moment for me in my lacrosse career cuz it was the first time I'd say because this was after September 1st obviously in my junior year when you could like get more direct contact from coaches yeah and like I, i'd been getting the emails the texts like fielding calls and that but after that showcase was the first time where like i had the definition of my phone blowing up but like i'm On the plane, I didn't have Wi-Fi. I land, and I have, like, 15 text messages from different coaches. I have a bunch of emails, and it's, like, it it was just really rewarding because a lot had gone into um, that process. And I definitely – that's an even longer story that's, like, probably for its own episode. Um, But all that to say, I got that really good film. I got a message from Colton Padgett, a legend here at Cabrini, um, who he he was a coach of mine with Cityside. I get a DM from him on Instagram because I posted it on my story. He was like, Yo, this is like pretty good. You want me to send this to our coach? So I was like, Heck yeah, like what's the worst that's gonna happen? Uh sends it, our coach sees it, get a text like the next week or something like that, come out here, visit, science still deliver the rest was history. But that was a like crazy point in not only my lacrosse career but just like in like my high school life in general just because of all the outside stuff that was going on and all the unknowns like I don't know what COVID was like for you guys but it was just wild how day by day you would you would have something to look forward to and then boom it'd be gone
1: yeah yeah definitely similar um I just really like fished and hung with the boys, played lacs, you know, made the most of it. I worked Mm. got my first job doing uh, construction with my buddy Connor. So, yeah, I I guess you could say I made the most of it. Um, Had vacation canceled. Supposed to go to Florida in uh, June of 2020. Ended up having to move that to 21. So, you know, that was nice. Got back from uh, senior week because graduated in 21. Got back from senior week, had a week to myself, and then went to Florida with the family. So, yeah.
0: And after a second round of battery issues and an emergency run to Acme, we are back round two. We're back. So probably like 20 minutes has gone by since our battery ran out and we had to scramble around in our entire apartment to find out that we have no A batteries in here. Finally go to Acme, pick them up, so we're ready to go. But where we left off on that long-ass tangent all started with us on Wednesday playing a lacrosse game against Center University and winning very well. And in that game, we had Nick scored his first goal of the year. We talked about that pregame and like a couple days before where we knew if he was going to be cutting down the middle, he told me he was just like, feed me the ball. Feed me the ball. Spoiler alert, I was wanting to pass on the ball. Um, great pass. Yeah. And that game overall it was like I went in, my goal was I would I just want to get like a bunch of assists guys for like their first goal of the year. And uh, that's kinda what I did.
1: That's exactly what he did. Yeah.
0: Got one for Wyatt. Shout out fource, Wyatt Haney. Number that was okay, that was my favorite assist. Probably like I want to say my career. But, like,
1: in a while, because... It was a great it was a great setup. It's so, a how it... Ball banged around pretty well. You got up top to wide. A little step-down shot. And what was hilarious about it, it
0: was... Guy dodged, drew a slide, threw it down to our attack man. So, it was... Jerry threw it to QC. QC threw it to Nate on the righty pinch. I was wide open on the lefty pinch. Nate hit me. And then, instead of throwing the ball into the wide open net, I flipped my hips knew that Wyatt was up top, threw him the ball. I don't think he was ready for me to do that. And then he kind of was just like, oh, shit, I have the ball. And I was like, shoot it, shoot it. Like, you got to score. As I'm throwing him the ball, he's catching it, lining up, step down, pinging a corner. I'm thinking to myself, I'm in the crease right now. I wasn't. But I was really worried that I was going to screw up that entire thing and that play would go to waste all because
1: my fat fucking feet we're in the crease. Yeah, I think that was actually a perfect demonstration of through ball.
0: Literally. Yeah, that's a drill that we do all the time. And um yeah, I just found it funny where it's like, I don't want the goal. I want the assist. Of and course. then like uh of course why buried it, he came up and he's like, You're a fucking beauty or something
1: like that. And I was like, Come
0: on, man, I had to do it to him. Of course. Uh-oh.
1: Even the other days, you know, talking about assist. Um, who do we play? Immaculata. We were playing them and talking to Mario. And we were on the same line. I was like, let's assist the ball. And he was like, hell yeah. You know, I was like, I like assist. I said, I like goals, but I love assist. And he was like, same. Yeah, we said that uh, for the centenary game, we had twenty five assisted goals,
0: and most of them were just like, okay, we're gonna keep the ball spinning, we're gonna find whoever. <laughs> we're kind of calling our shot by the end, where it's like, okay, it's uh, it's this guy's turn to get a goal. Like we're gonna feed him, or hey, we're gonna make sure that this guy gets a step down shot here. Like he's gonna score.
1: So that that was definitely the bright spot out of that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is always always that part of it that's nice, yeah. just the competition level. And then we got back the rest of the week of practice. I wouldn't say it was, like, crazy. Thursday was
0: weird because it was short in practice. And we had just long periods.
1: Yeah, it was definitely weird. We had 10-minute sessions on drills that were usually, like, six-minute drills because they were high-tempo, quick. So you got a lot of reps, but definitely tiring by the end.
0: Yeah, it was just we got bumped later because our baseball team had to use our turf to do, like, infield work. So we had only an hour and a half. we were on the field and we were kind of expecting it to be like okay we're just gonna condense like maybe cut out a couple of the drills at the beginning the end something like that and get the same amount of work in so it was just really interesting when we did six drills for 10 minutes each after a 30 minute warm-up I kept looking at like rut who I just always happen to be standing by and I was like this is kinda whack. Like why are we doing this for so long? It Man. was just weird. Yeah, we did what was what's the one? Aperimeter we pressure passing
1: for ten minutes. The, yeah, we did switch in the middle though. It's a good was day. I, I got yelled at forgot on one forgoing one hand on my stick. Yeah, Jake Kavanaugh broke me. Wow. He broke I didn't see that. Yeah, I did see that. Everyone did. Shit, what, what's that it's one? It's not the highlight me? of my career. It's what's the one? It's Hopkins, but it's like it's in the box. Oh, uh Dragon Drill. Dragon Drill. We did Dragon. We that, did that that was one. a long ten minutes. Because also it would be like,
0: oh, we're gonna go one side, both sides, and it always happened to be both sides when it was me going up, and our guy wouldn't get the ground ball, and I just feel like, wow, thanks, great rep. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite thing to say when you get on the field and like it doesn't go your way, like you step on and you turn the ball over. Oh wow, that was a great rep. Oh yeah, you just come off and it's like that was a that was an amazing rep, Nick. And then there's like, the other there's the other side of it, and I think you did this the other day where
1: you stepped on. And then we scored. And I and, just put my arms in the air because yeah. I was on the field. And you are like, yep, that was on me. Yeah, because actually it's, that's what it seems to be. Like I'll get on the field. And obviously, I mean, the time I'm getting. But you know, every time I'm on the field, I feel like we score. I feel like we we score more more times when I'm on the field than we're not. There's something about them. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny, though. I did step on the field. We scored. I was just like, let's go. I'm glad I, you saw that. I, yeah, I was like, I think I'd just gone off.
0: Because I was the onsite attackman. Yeah, we were doing um, I think it was half field face. Because also I've been starting to race my defender in half field face, or whoever's guarding me, because they have us out there. It's weird. We we used to do the drill where it was, as it says, like half the field you doing a faceoff or in a fast break work on our sub game. Now we do it. I call it half field face on both sides, because like it, the name is contradictory. We are out there as like a dummy attack defense group to like apply pressure and if our, our guy wins the face off like we don't do a fast break they just like okay reface we're gonna go down the other end it's kind of like i think it's hilarious so i'm trying to get the most out of it and so now whenever i run to the substitution box to get a d midi on side which the demon on the other side so I, I don't have to do any of this and raf actually pointed this out to me the other day not pointed it out, but he called me out for it. He's like, why are you like, you're, you're just being a tryhard. Like, no, like what's going on? I'm like, exactly. Like I'm doing the little things. And, uh, I I was laughing. I was like in a game, I'm not just going to stand there. Am I? Like I'm going to run to the box. And he was like, I like that for like that. You got a good point. And so that day, Matt Williams was guarding me and he started doing it with me where it's like, we'd both sprint to the box. And then like the competitive person in me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to beat you. So we just now, both of us, the rest of the practice, we were just dead sprinting there. And I found it hilarious because Colf was like standing right in front of us. It's two guys that like don't play a lot, but we're, we're working our asses off yeah, and like, you know, doing the little things. And so Blake was guarding me on
1: Friday. Blake definitely did not move.
0: Oh, no. So like I bolted to the box and I kind of like gave him shit. I was like, come on, man. Like you got to turn on the burners a little bit. Um, And like, I think there was one where... He I wasn't paying attention, he left before me, got out of the box, and then I just bolted and caught up to him from behind. And again, I think I said something at RAF where it's like, can't catch me sleeping. Um, but that that's been like one of the little things where in a drill we usually we just stand there. But like it's not it's not a drill for us, but getting something out of it and having fun along the way. Yeah. Anytime you can find those moments of practice, those are the best. We ended that the week was solid um and then saturday another good game against imac for us who in conference and we we played pretty played like shit for the first five minutes i was gonna say we played very up and down throughout the first quarter where there are moments where we're like wow we're really good all across and then there was plays where it's like what's going on right now
2: yeah
0: but
1: in the end i thought like i mean what we yeah. had Six goals in the final
0: four minutes of the first. Yeah, well, yeah. all of our goals were scored by two guys. Well, it was also senior day. It was, yeah. So before we move on, before yeah. we move on, Sam DeTrulio, our freshman faceoff guy, star-spangled banner, did the national anthem on his guitar before the game. It was one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen, and it was really. It, it was awesome because the night before, so Friday, he had a performance up in Westchester that a bunch of us went to. Is at this, like, restaurant. So we went and supported him. Um, and he was there for, like, three hours. We were just kind of hanging out, cheering, giving him a song request. And somebody mentioned it to me there. It was like, yo, did you hear he's, like, doing the national anthem tomorrow? And I was like, why are you, like, teasing me like that? Like, I want to see that so bad. Don't, don't you say that. And he's like, no, like, actually, I'm pretty sure. I thought he would be singing it, which would have been even better. But when i saw him go up and like he brought out his amp had his guitar when i saw him grab it i was like oh my god i looked at coach tucker i'm like do you have tissues like i'm going to cry i'm going to start crying and i felt i felt the waterworks come in his dad was recording everyone was so locked in and i think that is the most hype our sideline has been after a national anthem in my lacrosse career, and then definitely in my time at Cabrini.
1: I would 100% agree.
0: Like, we were ready to run through a brick wall. Even Colf, our coach, was, like, feeling the juice. Of course, electric it, guitar. but he had the it's biggest great. smile on his face, and I just want to, like, bottle that up and just live in it forever.
1: You love a happy Steve. Yeah.
0: Um, but Saturday, so the so game goes pretty well. Um, come out with the win. And then today has been a long day today has been long you want to talk about your side so you've been coaching all day yeah well, I, i've been with our admissions team helping out some of our accepted students but you had a really good time coaching didn't you
1: uh yeah great day uh early morning first game was at nine o'clock over at uh germantown academy uh was coaching with some of our boys uh shout out corbin shout out jack um there's yes uh so yeah we had a game um the 2029s, which is Corbin's team, um, me and Jack were just helping out today. Uh, ended up losing that game. We played NXT, so started off the day on a loss. You know, not not the best, but that's all right. We moved, me and Jack, we ended up coaching with uh, the 2030 team, which, I believe that's fifth grade. That sounds about right. Yeah, I think it's fifth grade, uh, either fifth or sixth, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, they went, they went one and two. They had three games today. So overall in the day, one win, three losses. Can't say I've ever taken a defeat like that in my coaching history, but it's all right. We'll be back.
0: I think it's ironic because yesterday, maybe even like the day before, you were making a comment about how you and Gers were like undefeated. No, and-
1: I, I, I do, I know what you're gonna say. I uh-huh. did make the comment that me and Gers are undefeated together, and I also did make the comment that if me and Gers were to win coaching Corbin's team, it's because we were there, and if we lost, it's because. It's Corbin is, is the head coach, so we, you know, we don't discredit them, but me and Jack, we're not going to take that loss mm-hmm. on ourselves. You know, I think I think the entire team could have done more. Uh, I think, and I think it starts at uh, Corbin's level. You know, so if Corbin, you're listening to this, just know that me and Jack still find ourselves undefeated. Yeah, you, you got to pick it up, and you said something
0: today that like that really struck me. You know, it was it was very powerful. You said powerful. It, it, if we win. It's most likely because of my coaching decisions and not my players. But if we lose, it is because of my players, not my coaching decisions. And I think that is a great way to be extremely
1: humble in that process. Like it's not you when you lose. Yeah, you know, there's always there's always accountability on both ends. whenever whenever you win or you lose, uh, yeah, sometimes there's things I like can do better. Sometimes there's things that I have to teach the kids to do better. So, but you know, when the 2019 team loses, it is Corbin Carrigan's fault. Yeah, uh, by the way,
0: live B reel going off, so I have to take this right now. Holy shit. This this is going to be unbelievable. So pause for the amazing B reel we're about to take. We're back. Picking up right where we left off. B real has been captured. It took a while. I'm not going to lie, I fumbled the bag pretty hard a couple times, but we got a good flick. Sneak peek. Oh, I also have to post something on my Snap. Don't let me forget about that. We got to tease. We got to tease our audience.
1: Remind Fridge to post on Snap. Uh, Hey, Siri. Can you remind now? Um She actually is listening.
2: It's nice to be right.
1: So the B reel has been taken.
0: Fumbled bag a little bit a couple of times, but we got it. And it looks good. We're teasing our audience. And now I think if there's well, oh, so Nick today, uh coaching, couldn't secure the dub
1: or got one dub. It's alright. But it, it, it's it's all right, you know. One win on the day. We'll take it. That's all you need. One win. That's better than zero. Yeah, it's going to propel us one day.
0: And again, like Corbin, you just got to just be
1: better. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, no hate to Corb, all love. All love. You know, I actually, you know, I'd love to coach with him again. I think, you know, we are a –
0: the four of us
1: would be a uh, dynamic – Quartet. Yes, quartet. Yeah. One of a kind. Um, So while Nick was
0: coaching this morning – Kind of tease, I had a lovely day working an accepted students event for Cabrini Admissions. So my morning started with my alarm going off at 7 a.m. and it being Sunday, like waking up at 7 a.m. is never fun. So you get there at 8 and kind of like get into the office. The first thing I do is I pee p-line for the coffee and then from there, the biggest blessing of my day, they gave me like an honors accepted students breakfast. I mean, our honors college said, like, yeah, like, come mingle with families, get some food. I was like, boom, say less. And it it was fire. The food was unbelievable, talking with families. And then I go up to speak. I'm, like, not the keynote speaker. I'm not going to give myself that much credit. But I'm the student who, like, adds their experience at the beginning of the day. And I love doing that. Like, it's really fun. Uh, Although it's every single time I do it. Like, everyone, of course, like, when you public speak, you get the butterflies in your stomach. There's a video that plays before I'm supposed to go up, and every single time I know the mo- I know my cue, and every time I just like take a deep breath, stand up, and then I feel so lightheaded as I'm walking up the stage where I'm like, oh my gosh, like th- this is happening. There was like 140 people there, like really good turnout for uh, a day. Like for reference, one that we had two or three weeks ago, I think there was like 60 or 70. So there was a lot of people there. Uh, a couple of them we knew. There were some of our lacrosse recruits. But I go up there and I always wait for the first word I say. As long as I can get my first word out smoothly, I'm like, but it's going to be perfect. I'm always worried about like just like fumbling or stuttering and getting super nervous and then just throws me off the rest of the time. But that didn't happen. Got through the speech. Great. Uh, president Dryden, who's our interim president at the school, kind of just like gave me a good thumbs up. Father Frank, our chaplain, he again just was uh, like they just they hype me up whenever I do that.
1: Shout out Father Frank
0: Father Fra- Francis Father Francis Father Francis. Forgetting his last name But Father Frank because he's a legend He's a G Father Frank He's an Augustinian, fun fact But um, yeah, so we do that I, I get to introduce the dance team And there was like parts of my speech that I love When I just ad-lib stuff And everybody can tell when I do it And I think, ah, I forget what joke it was Well, I have a good punchline at the beginning Where it's like the biggest characteristic about me isn't just that my last name's a kitchen appliance. And I literally put in my thing, like pause for everyone to laugh. Cause I know it's hilarious and people do chuckle. And then I'm like, but actually it's cause I'm from Seattle and they're like, Oh, okay. That's pretty funny too. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> um, anyways, so that was a long day, lots of stuff. I was on a student panel that there was nobody asking questions. So it was just like icebreakers. And, I was, like, trying to kind of lighten up the mood because it was a little tense. So I started talking about Professor Doyle when they were like, oh, who's your favorite professor? Um, And that's a guy who, like, have you taken a Doyle class yet? I have not taken a Doyle class yet. But you know of Doyle. I do know of Doyle. And so I was describing him to these students, and I was with guys who, like, or people who don't know Professor Doyle that are Cabrini students right now. And the way that I described him, I was like, yeah, like all of our professors, like they're super caring, all that stuff. But like what I love about Doyle is he loves us with like with all of his heart, but he's just a sarcastic piece of shit. And I love it. Like he will tell you, he he's a no BS guy. He will tell you what is going on and not sugarcoat anything. Yeah. And one of my favorite things, like when, I took a video editing class with him last semester. He would grade our assignments, and you could do a great job. You could put a cinematic masterpiece together. He will not tell you the 50,000 things you did great. Like, oh, I, or he will, he'll say, like, hey, I really like this decision. I think this was a good choice with your like edit, whatever. But he will also call it the littlest things of like, I think this is just not a good choice right there. And like, he's very straight up about that. And I love his criticism because. Too many times I feel like there's professors or higher-ups that will just like tell you everything you're doing right and not tell you what you can improve on. What I love about Doyle is he focuses on what you can do better while finding ways to highlight what you're already doing well and making sure that you're not like – you can celebrate what you're doing well right now, but you understand where you can go further. He's coaching you. Yes. That's exactly what he's doing. He's coaching us. And I really appreciate it in a lot of the ways that especially like with my, my commentary skills, he does a lot of job work when he'll come up to me and be like, Hey, I, well, I listened to the game outside. I really liked when you did this. I really like this. However, this is what I would want more as an audience member. And I'm like, that's what I need to hear. I don't need people to tell me like, wow, you're like really good. It's like, I kind of hope I'm good. They keep asking me to come back. <laughs> like, I hope I don't suck." Yeah. Um, but I want to know how to get to that next step in my career. So that's what I had to explain that. And like everyone started crying when I was just like, yeah, it's just a piece of shit. (laughs) And I love him because it was like, it was a no non PC thing where it's like we could give them real perspectives. There's like one counselor in there, but it was someone I was cool with. So I was comfortable being like, yeah, I'm going to be very brutally honest. And I feel like Doyle would love that. I described him like that. Like he's like, you know what? Yeah, I am. I'm a very sarcastic piece of shit and I love it. (laughs) Yeah. You got to own it if you are. And then we proud of it. Yeah. We went from that. We did like a bunch of icebreakers again. It was kind of like middle of the day, like hitting that lag of like, wow, I got up really early this morning. Yeah. And so it was this game where you go in the middle and you say one thing about yourself. And if somebody else has that in common, you have to switch places, get to move and whatever, get to know people, just an ambition or not like a uh orientation icebreaker so we start we're playing and like nobody was really bought in like pretty dead move so that's when i start being a sarcastic piece of shit and i start just like having fun with stuff where i'm calling people out where i'm like oh my gosh no way you were so like one of our lacrosse recruits i kept calling him out where i was like oh it looks like you were last like you're gonna be in the middle tell me something and he's like oh uh like move seats if your last name is a kitchen appliance and you look at me and i was like okay that was a good one yeah way to get back at me walk out be like if you have white shoes everyone move i'm like whatever um but that, but that was fun and kind of just like chirping people a little bit like yeah. livening the mood because everyone was so dead it was, parents were doing something else we we're we we're in that stall point so trying to get past there and then the, from the rest of the day Ew, it was pretty smooth. It was just, like, mingling families. I was playing cornhole with Ryan Chabinski, and I was working awesome. in, in cornhole, which also I made a bet with Jenna. Or I didn't make a bet, but, like, I said with Jenna May, who, Jenny, you better be listening right now. On Friday, she was at Teacher's thing, and we are talking about, like, cornhole, and she was saying that her and Callie are, like, insane at cornhole. And so I was like, that's just preposterous. Like, you're probably really good, but, like, I probably would work you, which, like, I mean – I'm not good at cornhole, but You're better I, than the average person. When I want to be, I can be great at cornhole. Yeah. Today, I went on it's a streak gone, where I was just sinking bags left and right. There you go. But I yeah, also had 20, a streak where yeah, I was missing bags like twenty feet to I'm the left. Happens. You know, it's, it's streaky, so but regardless, we were talking yeah, about we were that really One of these times, she's gonna have us over at her Next house. They have a cornhole thing, and, and I was like, Oh, hit. okay, so like you're um, gonna invite so me over to your house just so I treat like, you in cornhole. I just want real simple. Double headed was saying that Saturday with Marymount in Virginia. exactly what you we <laughs> were saying overnight. You're gonna invite me over, probably gonna bring some more friends. to say, and I'm gonna be like that would make sense to me.
1: Like maybe I, in I, I don't know the schedule, you might I'm guessing we're going to travel on I Friday. We're going to so, get down there. Jenna, I'm sorry. Salisbury. My name is going to be on your board. We're going to get out. We're, we're like going to have our dinner. So we're we're going to hop on the bus, we're going to drive to Arlington. I think from Arlington, we'll probably spend the night, wake up in the morning. It's a 1 o'clock game, I'm pretty sure. I believe. 1 o'clock game, get out there. Probably, like, I don't know, 1130, get warmed up, ready to play at 1.
0: All I know is that we're st- yeah we're staying overnight, and our goal is to come back to Pennsylvania with – two wins in the W column.
1: Yeah.
0: But, yeah, so that's going to be... Uh, next week's going to be a great episode. We'll yeah, probably, it's we'll probably great. have our... We might have our first guest on, <laughs> will we? Definitely have to have a guest
1: on. It could be Cole. Might might very well be Cole. If Cole's around for it and wants to do it, then...
0: Could be the third Stonegate brother. Could, could be, be somebody else. Yeah. We we'll, we'll have a lot of friends on we, the show. We,
1: yeah, we could do... We could do Fours. We could, we could do... We could do a future roommate pod. Ooh, yeah. That was...
0: So that was another thing that kind of got solidified yesterday i guess we'll talk about that more when we have him on yeah because yeah. I, I i told nick like we had a really wholesome moment yeah. there's one kid in the car and i was just like this is awesome
1: yeah and it's super awesome it,
0: yeah but i think now is a better time than ever we're getting pretty late here um it's been a great show but what we're gonna do at the end i've seen these all over on like talk shows it's uh part of my take does their mount rushmore season where they do the Mount Rushmore of a certain topic where you take like the best of the best and you try to make your case for who has the best one. So we're going to do like a draft of a random topic. So what I did is I went uh, on... I don't even know what it was. I just asked Siri to pick a random letter in the alphabet. And Siri chose G. So we are going to draft the best foods that start with the letter G. We're going to have five picks. Um, Let's have... Let's have Siri, since you know we talked about her a little bit earlier. Let's have her flip a coin to see who's gonna go first. I'm going to let Nick call the toss. Heads. Heads is the call. Hey Siri. Flip a coin. I don't know if you can hear it, but it says it's tails. It is tails. So
1: that means that I get the number one. So here. I just wanna uh clarify for okay. our audience. Are we doing the like the best foods or Are we doing a top 5 like people are going to compare these or are we just like the most delicious so we are going cuz i i have different flavor tastes than you do that is correct and i i like you saying that this is for the audience
0: we yeah. we know exactly what we're doing here um so this is going to be like picking what we think is the best foods that start with the liturgy. so this is all personal love- like we want to have some hot takes and then our goal would be our listeners will tell us who won, because obviously we're going to make the case that our draft is the best version. So we'll see who wins, and like it's going to be me. Cool, but right, so ready. we'll first off we'll pick. Um, there's a lot that goes into this. There's some really good options. I'm kind of looking at a list right now. That's uh, the, uh, there's some great options. The one that I have to go with though, this is versatile. It's one of the big things in my diet that I eat a lot. Um, Greek yogurt. Have to go number one overall. Greek yogurt. It's so versatile. You can have it as a snack. You can use it. Okay. I see that face that you're making over there. Nick does not like that pick. It's an alright pick. But think about like That'd all, be at my four. Think about all the things that you can do with Greek yogurt. You're right. You can do a lot of things with Greek yogurt. I've started using it as like a mayo substitute where it's like you want to do a spicy mayo, use Greek yogurt. More protein. Protein is for like gains. Like we can get so many gains from eating Greek yogurt. Number one overall pick. I stand by that.
1: Good for you. I, t- I take a, I take a, I guess you could call it vegetable that uh that is in most most uh, things. It's a flavor profile of its own, garlic. Garlic. Okay, so
0: that's a that that was one that I was thinking about. But you didn't do it. But I didn't do I it because a- you said garlic. I would have been specific in being like garlic bread or like a garlic. You can do that. I'm just saying. Gar- yeah, you're, garlic. you're taking garlic. Very well versed. So, and I'm clarifying for our audience. He's saying like he wants to eat a clove of garlic and call that his meal. Like that, that's, that's not
1: that's not what this challenge is. I know,
0: I know. I'm just. Uh, I, can, I get it. I get it. So what I'm doing right now is because that's a really good pick, and I was gonna take it next. So I'm trying to like. Hide Damn. Myself
1: up. See. He takes one Greek yogurt, but he really should have taken garlic. Because I never would have taken Greek yogurt. He could have saved that for two. See, but want I, so I wanted to have the one two punch there. It's like
0: something real. Anyways, it's understandable. Um that that's the magic of this. The next one that I've got is one of my favorite meals in general. I'm going with a good euro. That's a great pick. I am a huge fan of um, meat so, is going in it. Uh, lamb, have to go lamb. 100%. And I think right now I'm sensing a theme that all of my picks are just Greek right now. I've had two of them, but like That's both right. of them are Greek. I'm a huge Greek food fan. It's good food. And I love a good, soft, warm pita. Give me some lamb, give me that tzatziki, some onion, feta, cucumber, no tomato. It's unbelievable. We have a Euro stand right around the corner from my house in Seattle. Oh my God, Mr. Euro Shack. He's he's a legend, literally just like sits there. It's probably like a 20 by 20 box, cooks up Euros. He's steaming it like a hot summer day. He's in there just grinding away, <laughs> and he cooks up some gas food. Also, all Deans. Haley Ross, if you're listening, you know all Deans. Same with Emma. But uh, next pick.
1: This one's going to boil your socks off, taking it at number two. Everybody's favorite Chinese dish, General South Chicken.
0: Oh, you just want Nate over. Nate just – he he just put his vote into the nick category. That's a that is a really good pick. It's a strong pick. That that's strong because there is so much like General Sow's is sweet
1: spicy chicken. You get the nice rice glaze. with that too. It's fried. There's, there's
0: some veggies in that with it. Like mm. you get you get a whole lot of everything. I'm feeling some it Chinese delight right now. Ooh, that kind of puts me up against a wall. Garlic and you get some garlic in General Sow's too. Right, so you got like a one-two punch right there. It's definitely in there. Um. Wow, that's a good it's pick. Everything. Thank you. I think I have to – so you took a kind of a vegetable with your first pick. I think this is a top-tier, upper-echelon fruit. You know exactly where I'm going with this. I'm going grape. Grape not only as the fruit but also the flavor. I'm a big fan of grape-flavored stuff, and I think a red grape, cotton candy grape
1: are unbelievable. I myself have never had a uh, a cotton candy grape. I would disagree with the red grapes. I think green grapes are – very much, better. So I like the red grapes because they're sweeter. I have a massive sweet tooth. I think the uh, the green grapes they are more ripe, and they I, I actually think they are sweeter. I think I think the red ones are more bitter. I will give you that
0: the green ones are more ripe. It is easier to find a bad red grape than a bad green grape. That's a great way to put it. But I would prefer if I had both of them in front of me. I'd probably go for the red one first. But. I would consume both of them, and I think that adds to the status of my pick. Like it is understandable. They're, grapes they're are they're very well versed. They're very versatile, and it's pretty ubiquitous. Like I don't know a lot of people that don't like grapes. Also, somebody did surgery on a grape.
1: Like imagine that. someone has did it, do surgery on a on a grape. Has anyone done surgery on garlic? I'm sure someone has. I stand corrected. People it. dye garlic all the time to like you know do shit under a microscope, but yeah. Anyways, uh, that's just science class. Pick number three. Going in the dessert category, I'm going to go with granola. Granola? So you, dessert? You, th- you think, not dessert, but like can be dessert. I mean, okay. You, it's very, very well versed. You can eat it by itself. You can put it in yogurt. You can put it in what type of yogurt? I, I'm a big strawberry yogurt guy.
0: Mm, not Greek yogurt? Okay, yeah. See what I just did there? I,
1: yeah. Adding status to I my dad. I did. I like it. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm a big granola guy, actually, because you can. there's many flavors that you can put fruit in it now that I think about it. Also, granola bars
0: would fall into that granola category. Bars. Granola bars are very good. Um, you don't I realize just get, how much granola you eat in a year. That is true. I mean, I'm just thinking about like summer ball or like pre practice, like having one of those nature valley oat bars. Like, that's that's oats, granola, and honey. Yeah, so um, I, I, that is a pretty solid pick. I don't think it was the best one. It comes in when you're least expecting it. It's I have like a three should. So, I think I'm actually gonna murder Jenna Mae. Yeah. She just texted me right now. This is another thing. Sorry to interrupt, but this is one thing that happened on Friday, too. I introduced her to the game. For everyone lost, well, listening right now, I just lost the game. You have all lost the game. So I introduced Jenna to it, and now she loves just texting me out of the blue, saying that she lost the game. She did it to me pregame yesterday, and it fired me up, which was, like, perfect. But I was still just like, that's just such a low blow. Uh, I do it to Nate all the time, too. I call him and be like, I lost but yeah, she just did that to me right now, so I'm a little thrown off. But because of that, I think the next direction that I have to go here, I'm kind of looking through some of the options that I have. How can I follow this up oh, right here? Okay, so this is a seasonal pick, and I think it's it's very underrated outside of a certain time of year it's gingerbread i think gingerbread cookies and gingerbread in general is insane i think it's delicious and i look forward to it every christmas season and i want to normalize gingerbread or like ginger snaps being outside of the holiday season because i think it's it's a good like compliment to a snickerdoodle i grew up with uh with ginger snaps in the household very good yeah, and like, again, around the holiday season, you see a gingerbread man, and the first word that pops in my head when I see that is not only Christmas, but joy. Like, have you ever seen a sad gingerbread man outside of Shrek? Have you ever seen a sad gingerbread man?
1: Nah, unless you make him that
0: way. <laughs> I, I know what we're doing next year for Christmas, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just sad gingerbread <laughs> men. But yeah,
1: fourth pick, gingerbread. I, I feel pretty good about that one. That's a good pick, Fridgie. That's a that's definitely a good pick. Uh, I'm actually kind of debating between two right now, you know. I don't know if I stick in the sweets category or if I venture into the fruit category. We don't know what our audience is like right now. Yeah, You know, I'm not sure. But, you know, I think I have a vegetable. I have my, like, dinner choice. I have, like, my morning, like, you know, I can snack on it before I go for a run, work out, you know, do something. It's one of those things where it's kind of still... Gonna go with the gelato. Gelato. Ooh, okay. Coming in number four. Gelato. That might be the steal of the draft. Really nice.
0: I never would have thought of that. And gelato, I remember vividly the first time I had it. One of my dad's coworkers, like or ex coworker, something like that. He started a gelato shop, and he just like opened it. and Was like, yeah, here, come get free samples. Brilliant. Tried it, and it changed my life. It's very good. Unbelievable. It's lighter. You still get like a good most of them are like citrus based too. Like you said, like water ice. Um, but like there's fruity on a hot summer day, a good bowl of gelato. I don't think uh, wow. That's gonna be hard to beat. Yeah. That's, that's the underrated pick of the draft. Flavors. Flavors for days. Yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna be able to follow that up. Cause I have I think you just gotta rattle off number five. I mean, so my number five was going to be graham crackers because I was going to go for. I was looking at graham crackers. I was going the nostalgia of like, it, that's another one that's really versatile because I think graham crackers, obviously, s'mores, 100%. s'mores, summer, summer, happiness. But also, you have like
1: cheesecake. I was going to say, you don't think cheesecake immediately.
0: Yeah, but I you do. can do a graham cracker Amazing. crust. My dad can, likes it extra thick. Yeah, you can do like other. Honestly, I don't know what else you can do with a graham cracker, but they're just good on their own. Like, yeah, we would always, tasty. yeah, snack on the honey one. Have you ever had a cinnamon graham cracker? I'm sure I have. It'll change your life if you haven't. They are amazing. I wouldn't recommend it on a s'more, but like just on the side, like my sister and I would always have those camping. We go through like boxes and boxes of them. Just like, it was one of those things like, Hey, we're camping. We're going to go to town on some grand craft. Of course you have to. That's, That's what camping is for. I think that's a good like round off on my team. I have the, I have a pretty good spectrum of my sweets. Well, actually like most of them are sweet, but like. That just shows the type of person that I am. I'm a sweetie pie. I think this is the uh, the knife that kills you, right here. Graham cracker. Oh no no no, your pick. Grilled cheese sandwich. So I I probably would have never taken that because unpopular opinion. I'm not a big fan of like.
1: You're cheese, not a big fan of cheese. That's okay. Which is ironic. But the audience. The audience loves a nice mom cooked grilled cheese. Uh, yeah. With some,
0: with some soup. I think I fumbled this back half of the draft. I was so confident in the first two. You were
1: overly confident with Greek yogurt. (laughs) I think think that's where you went wrong. I think Greek yogurt was my best take. Greek yogurt could have been five. For my lifestyle. I I think Greek yogurt could have been five. I think if you took garlic before me, I think my entire draft is fucked. Uh, Because, yeah. So, uh, in recap, my team, my starting
0: five— G-Foods, I got Greek yogurt, number one at the point guard, leading score, NBA MVP or National G-Foods Association, MVP, Greek yogurt, a Euro, good with lamb. You can even do chicken Euro. You can do a Euro omelet. I didn't even realize that. Vanillas, that's my go-to order, especially for breakfast. It's unbelievable. Try it if you haven't. Um, Euro, grapes, red, green, any other color. They're versatile. Doesn't matter. Grape juice, grape soda, grapes, gingerbread outside of the holiday season. Let's start the trend and then graham crackers because summer equals happiness. And I think if you have a soul, if you have nostalgia, I think my team is the, is the clear winner. But that's going to be my plea until I hear what you have to say about your team.
1: Yeah, so uh, my, my quick five, starting off with maybe the strongest ingredient that everybody but vampires loves, garlic. Uh, number two, super strong, super strong. Everybody's favorite uh, Chinese dish, general South chicken. Um Number three, an amazing, amazing breakfast, granola. Four, to where I killed you, gelato. And five, everybody's favorite, nostalgic. I'm a child watching a movie on the sofa. I'm about to go to bed. Maybe it snowed out. Maybe it didn't. Maybe I got out of at school. Who knows? A grilled cheese sandwich. Mm.
0: I think you called your shot where that was the sword that took me down. I think that's going to be the one that—well, not that one, but like—I think you annihilated me in this draft. Um, and that's okay. Rough start, but hey, you can't win them all. And you actually—our audience gets to be the one to judge, so you can text- I do. Either of us, if you see us in person, let us know who won. We'll keep tally, and this will be an ongoing thing. We'll have our guests; they will also be doing the drafts along with us. Of course, we'll make sure that we get a variety and of that's, takes. It's going to be harder,
1: honestly, because there's going to be more more options taken off the board. Mm. So that's where more diverse picks come from. So maybe we're seeing foods that we've never heard of that are from different parts of the world.
0: And I think the, like, most interesting thing is going to be when we find, like, other topics. Uh, I might just go into chat GBT and be like, give me 10 lists that I can make of, like, rankings. I think on that note, that is the perfect <laughs> way to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys for listening.
1: Live the lax life.
0: I hope that you guys are excited for what we have in store. I know we're excited now that we're figuring out kind of the kinks of this thing. We will have our first guest on next week. Yes, we will. Don't know who it is yet, but we will have somebody on. It'll be a surprise. And
1: honestly, I just like to say, if you've made it this far, if listened to all of it,
0: thank you. If you've gotten this far, I need you to text me and Nick separately, and you need to say avocado, avocado. Nothing hey. else, just avocado.
1: No, no period.
0: Capitalize the A. But yeah, just avocado. And when you, when we get that text, we'll know you're a real one. We will. So until then. We thank you all. And the way that we're gonna end every one of our episodes is by shouting out our favorite artist. He got he got mentioned a little bit earlier on in his uh his alias, but it's Jules. We gotta shout out Jules. So as always, shout out Jules. Shout we'll out see you Jules. next week.
2: Adios. Hey, yo, water boy? Yeah, I be stargazing. I be up in the cloud. I won't come down because I be too faded. Everybody want to walk that talk. Want to talk that talk like we made it. But they all going to catch. What I got, I'll make the money right back. Bitches be tripping, don't know how to act. You just be singing, don't know how to rap. I really be running this shit like I'm owing. She like a wave. I'm loving her motion. It's like I'm sipping straight up on the potion. Water be dripping, it feel like and the ocean. I know that I'm different because I'm from the other side. She's saying that she want me, girl, that's capping, girl, you lie. Everything I ever did, all I do is right You could never say it, cause you switched up and you lie. Yeah, 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 yeah I just switch up and you lie. Yeah, I'll be stargazing, I'll be up in the clouds But I won't come down, cause I'll be too faded Everybody wanna walk that talk, wanna talk that talk like we made it But they all gon' caps, swear to God I'll make the money right back Bitches be trippin', don't know how to